A couple of years ago, the census returns for 1901 and 1911 went online. For most people, it was a chance for a curious browse into the lives of a hundred years ago, to see how many lived in the houses or even marvel at the handwriting of the enumerators. One woman, though, named Colette, looked at the censuses more carefully. She was looking for a family, and they gave her one, although not without finding a couple of sad realisations along the way. 1943. What began with rifling through the census brought Colette here to County Armagh and a gathering of her newfound relations for a bit of food and swapping old black and white photos. Reporter Breed McBride was at this gathering. This woman called Colette Clark, she lives in Carlow and she knew she had a grandfather called Paul Clark. Didn't know anything else about him, only that he existed at some stage. She didn't know whether he was dead or alive or where he came from or anything. So when she got married, she decided to keep her name Clark because she would love to have the connection with her grandfather. My father never spoke about his parents and we knew nothing about them, or very little about them. They separated and left my father and his two sisters. When my father was 10, his two sisters were younger and they simply abandoned them. So they were brought up by aunts and in some cases, not very nicely brought up. I mean, life was just tough and that was it. So my father never spoke about his mother or his father. The only thing I ever heard him say in my whole life was that he could understand adults fighting and leaving each other, but he could never understand them leaving their children. When her first son was born, she called him Paul, after her grandfather Paul. So she decided to have a go at finding her grandfather. I searched and searched. I searched the internet looking for Paul Clark and there was never anything. And then at a family wedding, my cousin Maureen, her mother told me, her mother is my father's sister, that my father had found his father in Waterford and that he had a new family there and that there was either, she couldn't quite remember, three boys or five boys, but that one child had died. So that's all the information I had. Then I got a nice lady, she was very helpful, in the Registry of Births, Marriages and Deaths in Waterford to try and search Clark births with a a father called Paul. Mm. And she came back and she said she could find absolutely nothing. So she set out checking the census, the 1911 census. She found a Clark family from Clonchagora, County Armagh. No Paul on it, but there was a John on it. And that name rang a bell because her father's name was John, called Jack. And this man was John, called Jack. So then she got on to the British Telecom website and she started looking for clerks in Northern Ireland because she reckoned it was somewhere near Newry. So the first name that came up was Nile Clark Oils. She said it took her two weeks to phone Nile Clark Oils because she just wondered, like, these people are going to think I'm mad. I mean, what am I going to say? Like, just phone this this company and just say I'm looking for Paul Clark. So anyway, she picked up the phone one day and she phoned. And uh, the person who answered the phone, she said, um, Night Clark Oils. Yeah, um, would you? I'm looking for somebody called Paul Clark and I'm wondering would there be anyone there related to Paul Clark? So it was, oh, you're looking for my mum. I'll get her to ring you. 
And Anne Clark rang. And she filled me and she said, Oh, Paul Clark, he's, he's the black sheep of the family. He was a pavy. To explain what a pavy is, it'd be uh, an old-fashioned travelling salesman. They were coming round South Armagh here and mm. around the border area, and they went round on their bike, and whatever they could take on the bike, uh, they like sold. Suit like lengths. Suit lengths and socks and, and blankets. Uh, blanket, anything at all, anything yeah. at all, you know. And I suppose uh, maybe that was the reason why he rambled <laughs> yeah. down south, you know. So he went away one day and never came back. Then Anne said to her, well, she said, you know, in the 80s, one day we got a message that there was some connection in Callan, in County Kilkenny, with Paul Clark. So the Bowl Collette and her sister Paula got into their car the next day in Carlo. Over to Callan, saw the building with Clarks on the side of it, derelict building, went into the shop. And I said to the man, do you know the Paul Clark? that had the shop over there and he said yes, that he'd moved a little bit outside the town. Let's pause here to recap because families can be complicated even if you're in the middle of it. Colette had always felt the need to know about her grandfather, Paul Clark. She knew that he and his wife had abandoned Colette's father and his siblings. She heard from one of those siblings that he had started a new family in Waterford but could find nothing more. When the 1911 census was published online, she found a Clark family with similar Christian names near Newry. On the off chance, she rang a business with the Clark name near Newry and found out that they too were related to Paul Clark, her grandfather. They told Colette two important things. One, that he was a travelling salesman or pavy. On my father's birth certificate, he was a photographer. And two, that someone from Callan in Kilkenny had been inquiring about him too. Colette and her sister went to Callan and found a derelict shop with the name Paul Clark on it. But they found out that the last owner, who had moved to outside the town, was too young to be her grandfather. Then she decided to ask about the next generation back, the shopkeeper's father. And then I said, and do you know the older man? And he said no, but this man, and a man just came through the door, said, oh, he remembered him well. And the older man said, oh, you mean Paul the photographer? Because, oh no, I burst out crying. (laughs) I just burst out crying. I I turned my back to them. I couldn't. I mean, I knew. I thought, this is it. And, you know, to think of it now, I I mean, I looked for someone. I never really thought I'd find him. I never really thought I'd find him. So the man gave the directions to Paul Clark's house. So this would have been her grandfather's son. And we went out to Paul's house and knocked on his door and Paul answered the door. And they said, we think it might be cousins of yours. So I said, well, come in and <laughs> we'll talk about it. We had coffee. We, we, told, we told him what we knew and what my aunt had told me about the children being born in Waterford. And yeah. I said to him, were you born? Of course, he was. Born he, had, he was born in Waterford. And uh, they had some albums and we looked at the photographs and their grandfather would be my father, you know, but yeah. the first class we would have recognised that he was the same person, you know. Do you know what I want to know? What kind of a man was your father? Uh, my father was an alcoholic, but when he wasn't drinking, he was a gentleman. He was the nicest man that you ever met. But when he had a few drinks, he was a different man altogether. But he was a great businessman. He had been in the photographic business and the two families, did you know anything about... No, nothing until Colette and Paul arrived at my door some months ago. My God, my the what did you think when they knocked <laughs> at your door? I was surprised. <laughs> <laughs> How would he keep a secret like that? You'd wonder... Um, 
Well, you see, from the time that, that, that he came down from Newry to Cadden, yeah. as I said, I never knew any of his family. He never went back. Somebody told me he was an awful good dresser, that he loved oh, he being well-dressed. Well. Oh, he did, yeah. Now, I do know that he worked in drapery because um, your little things would come up. He showed me how to fold clothes to put them in a suitcase that they don't crease. So what age were you then when your father... Did, did your father leave? He didn't die in Waterford, sure. He didn't, no. Yeah. no um, there was separation. You know, there was, yes. I said we had three shops and my mother and stuff ended up with two shops and he had one shop. Yeah. And sure, he drank that out and left us very much in debt oh, and all dear. that, you know. Yeah. So then he eventually sold the furniture and the fridges and all this equipment and just disappeared off to London. And the last we heard was that he was working in the Safari Hotel in London. Mm. So we lost track then after that. Yeah. So we don't know. The, I believe he died in 1977. All right. I think I said, I'm sure I did, I said to Paul, look, if you decide you don't want to contact us again, it's fine. But of course he did. He did. I, I've had phone calls from him since. I've met his brother PJ, came home from Florida in July, and he has another brother, John, and I've contacted some of John's children. They live in Dublin. And then we had this big gathering here. from County Armagh decided to host a gathering in her house, almost a field away from Clanchagora, where this family came from. I'm Barbara, with a funny accent. <laughs> all the clerks turned up, the, the one clerk from America, all the local clerks, all the relatives that are still left. Some of them live in Banbridge, one in Spain, the others in Kilkenny, Waterford, Carlow and Callan. And they all met Nam's house and I have to tell you, it was such an emotional thing. I just think it's so exciting that I can't get over it, you know. I'm trying to remember who was who. The odd thing was, when you looked at them, if you walked into the house, you would think these people knew each other all their lives. They had the exact same personalities. They were chatting away, gab, 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 all talking at one time. They were going around with computers, they were putting stuff in on websites and at all kinds of machinery. Would you have any idea, Mindy? How old would that picture be? The woman from America had a, a small scanner, a little mobile scanner. She was scanning photographs. That photograph spread out in the floor, spread out in the coffee tables. They were scanning photographs, swapping photographs. It was just, it was the most amazing thing. Yeah, like the eye, the droopy eye bit, definitely a Clark <laughs> thing, which we didn't know about, and us ladies didn't want to have that. But yeah. anyway, um, my brother and John, who I met today, who lives locally here, when I saw him, I thought, oh, my God, you're the image of my brother who lives in the States. And I showed him the photographs, and they're alike, except for an age difference. They're the spit, and the two of them have this little grey tash and the eyes and the hair is very similar. Did you realise you were going to find so many family members? No, no, but I, 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 I came from a family. I have nine sisters. My, my father had two sisters. I had no Clark relations. None, none ever in my life. And I think I want them. I think what I want is... A few more men. There's a lot of women in my family, <laughs> so it's nice. We have three half uncles. We have all these, all these cousins, Look at all these Johns, all, these lovely, all the Johns, all the John, all the Johns known as Jack. I don't know where John disappeared. Bye, Bye everybody.
Reporter Breed McBride on the story of Colette Clark and the search for her grandfather Paul and how she may not have found him but did find herself a whole new side to the family.